0: It is Friday, February 17th, I'm Scott Seidenberg.
1: And I'm AJ Hoffman. Tiger
0: Tiger Woods, y'all. And this is the XFL. Here comes the Vegas true. This is straight out of Vegas.
1: Give me a
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Maryland knocks off
1: Purdue at home.
0: Chalk up another one for the system. Tiger Woods with a strong round at the Genesis. He is five strokes off the lead.
1: And uh, Giannis may be out for some time. What is the Vegas lead, Scott?
0: Let's start with Tiger. Right? How about How it? many times are we gonna? How many more times should I say are we gonna be able to lead a show with Tiger Woods? I mean, we haven't been able to do it forever.
1: We'll do it every time he's si- in a tournament. But since that's what people—oh uh, my! T- Tiger's gonna play. Okay, well, that's the lead story. Well, let's talk
0: about this though. We've had over a hundred episodes now of straight out of Vegas AM. Congrats! We have, thank you. We have never spoken about Tiger Woods. That's true. So he's playing. He's playing decently. I'd say per
1: like compared to expectations. Shot of 69. Which what we talk about nice. is compared to expectations.
0: Tiger exceeding expectations, he's you have to Five say. strokes off the lead. It's worth making this the Vegas lead.
2: Tiger Woods was two hundred to one in some spots by far the biggest underdog he's ever been to win a tournament. Wow. It oh, makes sense, right? I mean, he well, has played, and he won't And people die, had you know? to
0: bet it, right? Mackenzie, can you find out if, like, yeah. any of the sports books have a major liability? I'm sure someone probably tweeted out about the liability on Tiger Woods to win this event. Um, at 200 to 1, it just seems, like, appealing. Like, why not just put a couple of bucks on Tiger Woods?
2: Yeah, so Golf Odds, which is uh, Westgate, Nevada, his Twitter handle, Jeff Sherman. We've already written more tickets on the cut prop for Tiger Woods to miss or make it than they do on most Super Bowl props. Wow,
0: so everyone's just hammering Tiger to make the cut, which is actually my favorite bet when it comes to Tiger Woods, and, and I'll explain why. I, I talked about this, what was it, the last major he played or when he was in the Masters and all that stuff. With Tiger coming back from the injuries that he's dealing with, it's easier to see him play well in the opening round and in the second
2: round— Did you ever hear the show uh, Straight Out of Vegas with R.J. Bell? Yes. This was a good point he made last summer about yeah. Tiger Woods.
0: Yeah, I believe I was on that show. And <laughs> he fades. He fades because his health— It makes a lot of sense. You're walking the course. It's, after, after the second day, you're tired. The third day, you drop off. But don't bet him to win. Just bet him
2: to make the cut because he just has to have a good Thursday and Friday. Especially his first event. We bet the Masters him to make the cut, and then he missed it for the British Open after he's been through a couple tournaments. He hasn't played since, what, about twelve, eight months, right? Mm -hmm. If he's going to ever have the energy to do it to walk the course, it'll be be this one.
0: Yeah, and so for him getting through 18 and, and making that uphill climb on 18 at Riviera and the crowd chanting and him doing fine as he's dealing with the ankle and whatever else he's been dealing with. I think it's a good sign for Tiger Woods. I do expect him to make the cut. He's five strokes off the lead. The question is now.
1: Think about that. He's five strokes off the lead, and we're leading our show with him. Like, who
0: else in the world would we be talking about like this? No. Um, Ahmed Ali? Yeah, maybe. Somebody like that? Listen, Will Zalatoris is in the same spot. Uh, you know, it's the, first, it's the first and probably only time I'm going to mention Will Zalatoris <laughs> on this podcast. Well, I, I, last year. He'll win a tournament. We'll talk about it. I bet Will Zalatoris to win. Every single tournament (laughs) he played in. The one he won. (laughs) Except the one he won. I got so frustrated after a while that I was like, you know what? I just don't have it in me anymore. Because not only did he, you know, get so close, but then lose. Like, he lost in playoffs. He got the PGA Championship. You know, he, uh, the other the the farmers insurance. He gets to a playoff and then he the U.S. Open and then loses. And then at the end of the year, I was just like, I'm I'm done. I can't do this every week. <laughs> every week I'm going down. I, I the 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 guys at the counter at Circo are probably laughing at me. Will Zalatoris again? They just start dude? writing the ticket and yeah. walk up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Will Zalatoris again. And then finally he wins one tournament and it's like. Nice job, asshole. (laughs) Uh, Not you, Will. Me, I'm the asshole. And
2: you would have gotten all your money back. It would have been like 30 to 1. No,
0: no, because by then he was an attractive bet because he had come, he had finished second and people were starting to bet on him. So when I started betting him, it was 45 to 1, 35 to 1, 30 to 1, 25 to 1. Eventually, you know, he's like plus 900 and there's just no value anymore on Will Zalatoris or uh, to to win these events. Anyway, Tiger Woods, if you looked at that performance – now there's a lot of golfers ahead of him. Mackenzie. what's his odds right now to win the event? You said that he opened up at 200 to 1, by far the longest shot he's ever been in a tournament. Where is he at right now to win this event? 100 to 1. He's got a shot. So he's cut exactly in half. Yep. If you didn't take a flyer on 200 to 1, would you take a flyer on 100 to 1 no. right now? No. No, for everything you you talked about, he's going to fade. Like
1: this isn't Like, it's a fun story today. This isn't going to be a fun story on Sunday,
0: in my opinion. What about plus five and change for a top ten finish? No, I'm not there. I can't do it. Yeah, you know why you can't bet Tiger? I guess you're right. Because everybody wants to bet Tiger. It's not just that, though. There's so much. He could have a, let's say he has a good round and he makes the cut, or just a decent round. Shoots a one over. He's at, you know, what is he two under right now for the tournament? He's yeah. one under. He makes the cut. The projected cut is probably gonna be like one under or something like that. So let's say he makes the cut. Then on Saturday, he he's not feeling it. His ankles bothering him, his back's bothering him. He shoots a 74, and then he just withdraws and doesn't play on Sunday. No. <laughs> like that that could happen. It could. So yeah, you can't bet Tiger. It would be an incredible story if he wins, but you just can't do it. You know what's wild now is that golf has become—golf betting has become so popular. And I think, like, the the Daily Fantasy stuff has a lot to do with it. You know, people setting their lineups with golfers. So it it, does—it has changed the way that people view golf. But I used to always compare golf to tennis. And tell me if this makes sense. Because in golf and tennis, unlike any other sport, you want the favorite to win.
2: Who is who wants the favorite to win?
0: The public, everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. you watch the NCAA tournament, people are picking underdogs. You want the Cinderella story. You watch baseball, basketball, football. You you want a, a team to rise up and make something happen. You want your team to
2: win or someone to beat the favorite.
0: Exactly. You, you you're anti the favorite. Yep. People hate the Dallas Cowboys. People, you know, dislike the Miami Heat. You know, yep. it's like the Lakers now. But you know what I'm saying? Like you you, you want the favorite to lose. But in tennis, if it's not, if it wasn't Federer, Djokovic, or Nadal, you're not watching. Yeah. And in golf, if it wasn't Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson, it's like it, it, it's you didn't want it. But that has all changed. Tennis is starting to come around because those the big three are kind of fading, and you got, you know, new younger guys coming up. But in golf, it's anybody's game now. Yeah. And all of these players are becoming household names. And I think. A lot of credit has to go towards the daily fantasy because people are setting their lineups. They know, you know, they know who Matt Kuchar is and Colin Morikawa and, and Hoagie and Victor Hovland and Luke Donald and all these players. You know these names
1: now. Let me use this time to plug our podcast on pregame or on uh, on our R.J. Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed. Will Doctor does our golf podcast and does fantastic work. What Willie Doctor? His name is William Doctor. Oh. Uh, but he played he played college golf and just fantastic, very well connected in the sport and like the the depth of things that they get into. They're talking about oh the ball rolls differently on this kind of grass mm-hmm. versus this guy. Like long strikers are great here because the grass is a little bit. You know low. a lot about golf. He knows. I know a even lot more about, about grass. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's just a, it's it's a fascinating listen. That there's so much that goes into it. It's it it really is. I, I'm not into it yet. I find myself wanting to dabble in golf betting because it does, it does seem really fun. And it's one of those sports where you can bet a little to win a lot. And you can bet a little to win a lot on the best guys. That's what makes it fun.
2: So Tiger Woods is the host of the Genesis Invitational. He talked about being an ambassador. Is that to his the game. house? <laughs> no, what does that mean? He's going to be there. Everyone else is going to be there. But uh, do you think that kind of makes it a, less of a chance that he withdraws? L- less of a chance that he you know He's packs it.
1: Yeah, so maybe there's he only withdraws yeah. if he starts to get embarrassed, in my opinion, and like if his golf, if his play becomes embarrassing, that's yeah. when it's like, ah, I'm hurting. He I said ne-
2: this week he would not play a tournament he didn't think he could win, so that makes.
1: I, sense. I believe I don't believe he would ever do that. Like I think before now, I think he goes into every tournament believing he can win it, which is one of the fascinating things about Tiger, really.
2: Like yeah, it's so, he's talking about getting a W. There's like a hundred per person tournament, and he's like, Yeah, I gotta get out of here with a W. Yeah. Nobody thinks
1: like that. Like, and when I was fighting, I knew guys that were like this who really believe like guys I you know, I'd fight at 185, 205, and there were guys who were like, Do you, do you think you could like get in the UFC and win a fight? And I was like, No. <laughs> and then I'm like, Do you? And he's like, Yeah, I think I could be the champion. Like <laughs> I'm like, so you think you could beat John Jones at fighting? <laughs> and they're like, Yeah. Um, okay. And every, like people have these mindsets that are just different and I get having confidence is a big deal, but I do think Tiger's one of those guys. And because Tiger's done it, you know, Tiger's been at the highest level. He's, you know, he's beat John Jones, but you know, the, the, whatever the golf version of that is. So I, I get it, but man, it's, it's a different, it's a different mentality to go in there when you're like, your body's physically not right. And you're still like, it's good. It's good enough. I'm still going to win this thing, and it makes you not want to count him out. It makes me want to cheer for him, but also just the the reality of it is, yeah. it, it's you would still got to physically be there to do it.
2: Would you guys be opposed to him using the cart? Let's make an exception. He can he can play till he's 60. Give him the cart. Doesn't you know more Tiger Woods? Better for golf. Everyone gets paid more. Let him use the cart. With I mean, how
1: would they do it? Like if. If everybody else in the field, if everybody else, (laughs) there would be
2: one. That's what I'm saying. Special exception. If everybody else in the
1: field said, "Yeah, he can use a cart," like they'd let him, right? (laughs) I think so. And who would like? Maybe he wouldn't want to. But think about this: changes the sport. I'm not for it. Okay. Here's the question: (laughs) If you're one of the golfers in the in the tournament, Mm -hmm. and they say, "Hey, we can get Tiger to play in this tournament. We got to let him use a cart." You're, let's say, you're one of the favorites to win. Mm -hmm. What do you say?
2: Bigger purse,
1: bigger badge. Yeah, so yeah,
0: get him in. Whatever, let him.
1: Be gotta, <laughs> get, because think about it, like the purse in these tournaments with Tiger is significantly higher than the ones without him. I'd say, yeah, you want, I'll carry my caddy <laughs> will carry him. Like you, let me know.
0: You can yeah. Get rid of caddies if you just have a cart. That's not a bad call. <laughs> Actually, no, the, the caddies are like your coach. They 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 know they know the course. Allegedly. Yeah. They know exactly what <laughs> th- they
1: th- do. You think Tiger's caddy knows more about golf than
0: him? Night iron, huh? Well, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> if you smell it, oh, what the XFL is cooking.
1: That's right. The XFL gets underway this. We can find the the moment we've all been waiting for Finally, since basically
0: the XFL comes back to Arlington.
1: <laughs> That's where the first game is. Our Vegas Vipers are at the Arlington Renegades. It's Bob Stoops v. Rod Woodson, the coaching matchup that everyone wanted. This is the interest in the Renegades, by the way, three point favorites. The interesting thing is this is the highest total on the board this week. And it's 37. I don't expect there to be a lot of offense early in the XFL. Uh, And I'll go ahead and give, I'm going to mostly be watching and learning this week. But based on what I've seen from the rosters and the coaching staffs, my my first XFL play of the year will be under 36 points between the Roughnecks and the Guardians. And that's Houston and Orlando, for those of you who are you know, unindoctrinated, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna learn you up real good. This isn't the same Roughnecks team that was dominating the XFL during the COVID shortened year. That was June Jones running the, the show, the mm-hmm. up and down offense. Uh, that was PJ Walker, Texas Ranger, yeah, quarterback. Things are a little different now. Oh, Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips, great head coach, love him, Wade. I'm real excited to be coach of the Roughnecks. It's gonna be exciting time. Wade loves defense. He's got some really good linebackers. I expect them to be on display, and it helps that the Guardians, their, their listed starter is Paxton Lynch. You may remember Paxton Lynch. Who, who's the listed starter for the Houston Roughnecks? The, well, they had a, a couple guys, but it looks like it's going to be Brandon Slivers under center. He's, uh, Never heard of him. What?
2: He not was, drafted in the first round of the NFL?
1: He played in 2020 in the XFL for Seattle. Like, come on, how can you not remember him? <sighs> right, that's right. But Paxton Lynch played. The last time we saw Paxton Lynch play was for the Michigan Panthers in the USFL last summer, and um, it was not good. It was not good at all. This is how I know Orlando's going to be rough on offense. Paxton Lynch listed at the starter, but they're saying, we may see what we've got in backup DeAndre Francois.
0: Ooh, former uh, Florida State quarterback. Yeah,
1: so they're already looking to to move on from from Paxton Lynch. We haven't even started a game yet, so I'm going to go under 36 for the first game XFL. I'm going to go probably rough next 21 t- to 13, something like that. 16, so no, seven. so no
0: conspiracy theory Zero. from you that they want points to attract an audience. I'm sure they do. But these guys just suck. They just suck. <laughs> Listen, we talk. I mean, think about this. There's teams now, in the NFL. Let me ask you. Because of this, because <laughs> of because you said that
2: they do, and let me ask you something completely different. No,
0: no. do you think that the the total is going to go up because the public's going to bet the over? No. No, not enough people no. are playing. I don't. I, well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the market's going. to That's be an like. interesting
2: question because anyone that's betting just for recreation, which is probably most people betting the XFL, just, I want to watch football. Yeah, we'll probably bet overs, but I think the bookies are already putting it too high. You know, they're already going to be like, "Well, this so is what too. it should be." Let's just put it two points. Because
1: two. what I mean, if when I say the highest total of the week is thirty-seven, like you, you don't think the books said, "Hey, these these totals look pretty low, Chuck." <laughs> Chuck in the XFL department, are you sure about this? Like. I, I think we we talk about the NFL and how there's there's probably five or six teams who don't have even a, a, a decent quarterback on their roster. It makes
2: a lot of sense when you think about the difference between the best and worst NFL teams. Their defense isn't that different. You know, you can have a yeah. lot of guys that are pretty standard NFL defense defenders. Quarterback's everything. So without with the sixtieth best quarterback in the world, it makes sense it's gonna be hard to score. It,
0: it also makes sense because and maybe the books are over adjusting because last year for the USFL, they set the totals way too high. And every game was going under. Every game was going under until people were just hammering the unders. And then they finally, towards the end of the season, in like, you know, June or whatever, they were setting, they were like, okay, let's make this total
2: 31. And these totals are like five points higher than the average total that ended last year in a similar contest. Yeah. And think about all these
1: bad quarterbacks. It's not like, you know, Ben DiNucci, who we know played for the Cowboys. Uh, he's now playing for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Mm. Uh, but it's not, it's not like this is Ben DiNucci getting to throw to CeeDee Lamb still. Right. You know, it's, it's Ben DiNucci throwing to guys that you, you've never heard of. Although Brand, uh, Brendan Knox is the running back from Marshall a few years back. He was a, a beast back in the day in college. But, yeah, this is a – it's a different – it's it it's bad quarterbacks with bad skill position players against defenses that are going to be they're just going to be better on like what you said is true mckenzie like the 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 guys who are just outside the league as defenders the the difference between them and and the guys that are in the league isn't great the difference between like the second quarterback on an nfl roster and these guys it's pretty wide margin it's like
2: cooper rush Versus Ben (laughs) Denucci, you know, Cabrera's going to be in the league for a while. Ben Denucci immediately two starts and we knew.
1: Or there's guys like AJ McCarron who was in for a while. Things started to pass him by, and they're like, "You're you're not there anymore. You don't have any." And remember, AJ McCarron wasn't a guy who had physical gifts coming in. So,
2: are there any players from the college days that you remember watching? You're like, "Man, I'm so happy I get to watch this guy again." I never thought I'd be able to get that chance.
1: No, mostly <laughs> no. Well, I mean, like Brendan Knox is kind of fun, like, right. but I'm like the quarterbacks. It's the opposite. Really? It's all guys like, oh my god, I thought I was rid of you. Like Drew Plitt is going to be a starting quarterback. That's that's a mind. real thing. Um, Jack Cohn, former Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, like these are guys that I I thought I'd never see play football again, and I was okay with it.
0: Now mm,
1: here we go
2: again.
0: Do you think we're ever going to get like the uh... The XFL champ plays against the
2: USFL champ, like the AFC playing the NFC back in the day. I think so. I think get the owners together. It's got they are gonna it. have to
0: do something. Call I it mean, the like,
2: not so Super Bowl. I mean, because
1: listen, they, it, it the it's spring this, bowl. This is always like it. the well, it would be the summer though. they you know it would be. It's always the case, and these this is why these things always fail because one guy says, you know what, I'm gonna start a spring football league, and it starts to go a little bit, and some other guy says, oh well, I'm gonna start one too, and then. It's like like it's the Monday Night Wars in pro wrestling, like where both can thrive. No, neither are going to thrive. No, people generally don't like football when it's not the. I'm NFL. too young to
2: remember anything before the WWF or WWE. What was the what was the rival? WCW. Like,
1: you, yeah, WCW. Do you remember the NWO? I do not. No. Wow, you don't remember when like Hulk Hogan turned into a bad guy? <laughs> no, Hollywood Hogan.
0: I do not. Wow, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> you're making me feel like a like a hundred years it was literally old. The golden age of wrestling, the Monday Night Wars, where it was WCW Monday Night Nitro
2: against WWF, W-WF Monday, Monday, Monday Night, Night Raw. Raw,
0: and the Nitro girls. You don't remember the the Nitro girls? They had I, dancers.
2: Nah, I, Sting. Wow. I remember Stone Cold Goldberg? Steve Austin. That's what I remember. First, oh my first goodness! Of wrestling.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, the Monday Night Wars. How old were do everything. you feel right now? I feel very old. <laughs> It's like McKenzie's – It's like I'm talking to my son. How do you not know who when the NWO? How do you not know who the
0: NWO is? <laughs> Nitro was so much better. Was, oh, it was way was, better. There was like a good run where WCW was far superior yeah. to WWF, and then WWF had to make some you know some tough decisions, some big changes to to get themselves back in the uh, the spotlight. But man, Eric Bischoff had that WCW thing moving, and like you know that that train was going.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. You never saw that movie with uh with uh, David Arquette? Was it Ready to Rumble? Yeah, yeah. With Diamond Dallas Page?
2: I did not. I also haven't seen The Wrestler, which everyone says is like the best oh, movie. That's a good oh, movie.
0: that's a, yeah. uh, no, that's no, no, a very no. good movie. That's a good film. Yes, that's, that's, that's right. That's a good that film. is a picture. film. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good picture. So I did a good deed yesterday. At least I think I did. And I'm curious to know what you guys would have done in this situation. So I wanted to go place a bet on the hurricane's first period line. Okay. I didn't have any money in my mobile account. So I go to the M, which is a William Hill book. And I go to the kiosk and I go to put my money in. And I notice there's money in the machine already. Like a credit. Like it said, there was a balance on the machine. Like it's like, you know, you put your money in, like you put a hundred dollars yeah. in and it says balance a hundred dollars. There was a balance on the machine.
2: It was like $0.37 cents. someone just left it. I see those kind of small tickets all the time. Right, no, it 50 bucks. Not
0: bad. There was balance on the machine. And so I looked at it, and I had, you know, before I put my money in, I looked at the machine, and I go, huh. I paused, turned around, <laughs> and didn't see anybody standing there. No one was really looking at me. So I scrolled through, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to place a parlay, I guess, at right? Th- at this point, was Maryland a favorite? Over I Purdue? didn't even think about it. Had the system come into play? Didn't okay. think about this. <laughs> I was there for my hockey bet. Okay? And this was also puck drop was at 4 o'clock, but it was it was actually going to be – it was delayed because they had the Hall of Fame ceremony for Cam Ward before the game. So this was like 10 to 4. I was just trying to get this Hurricanes first period bet in before, you know, the, the game went off the board. And so I'm like scrolling. I'm like, wow, free $50. Like is this – what did I do to deserve this? I, I must have done something good. I got So I'm just thinking, hey – because you know, William Hill, Nevada, also gave out free bets for your mobile app yeah. because for being down for three weeks. Right. So I was like. It wasn't hey. three weeks, was it? Not so. I mean, three days. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, over. It seemed like it seemed right. like three weeks.
2: Yeah, we got money on
0: it. So I was like, well, maybe this is like they're making good. I don't know. So I said, I'm just going to do a part. Why not eight leg par Because It's free. It's a, like a, fr- there's a free it's bet. It's a free roll. Yeah. It's a free roll. And as I'm scrolling through, you t- I'm ticked like nine boxes. I'm thinking like- to myself when I go, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is not your money, Scott.
2: I mean, you looked around. What else are you supposed
0: to do? <laughs> and I said, ah, shit. You don't think the guy whose money it was
1: would have appreciated you putting a you know a nine-leg parlay on it? So What'd you
0: do? I stepped back away from the machine. I signaled over to the guy behind the counter. And I said, hey, think somebody might have accidentally left money in the machine. Uh, somebody comes back asking for it. They they left fifty bucks in here, and the guy goes, "Wow, thanks, that's really cool of you." And I said, "Karma, my friend, karma." By the way, give me Hurricanes first period minus one hundred and five. So, uh, yeah, Hurricanes covered the first period. I won. The, I won my bet.
2: It's definitely the most kind option. If they end up keeping the money, I don't think any, I don't think that guy that left fifty dollars would be like, "Oh, the corporation got to keep fifty dollars." So it probably won't end up being a kind act, but. If he does come back, I mean, he's going to I was going to say, like, thing. what are the
1: odds
0: that the guy got his 50 bucks? It's low. It's, it's low. But, but yeah. here's the thing. By me doing that, it gives that person the option of it happening. Because let's just say I, I place the bet or whatever. A guy comes back in. He just went out to his car. He came back in. He goes, oh, man, you know, I I, actually, I, I really think that I put more money in that machine. I think I left money in the machine. Yeah. And the guy's like, there's, there's no money in this machine. I don't know what you're talking about. Left- At least now if the guy comes, the guy or girl, somebody comes to the counter and says, hey, listen, uh, I screwed up. I think I left some money in the machine. Right. Oh, you're right. Somebody actually mentioned that.
2: And here you go. If they didn't believe in humanity before, you might have turned them. I mean, it is a really kind thing to do. I left my phone in a McDonald's for two minutes, went to my car, came immediately back. Nobody saw nothing. It was gone. We, we don't have access to the cameras. Why do you even have them? But that's what people expect. You know, you you know, dog eat dog world. If it happens, if the ten percent chance he comes back, you know, he's gonna feel really good. So thank you. For yeah,
0: I, I just if you're listening kindness. out there and you left money in the machine at the M, then go ask Chuck. Then yeah, like <laughs> you know, it happens. It, and, and if uh, if you think I'm a sucker and I should have just placed the fifty dollar bet or put fifty dollars extra on my on top of my bet, then so be it. But
1: you the question.
0: I really was going to do it if you
1: had built an eight leg parlay mm-hmm. for that fifty bucks. Yeah. It definitely would have lost today, right?
0: Hundred percent, because I would have put so the, the
2: corporation would have got because in because I because
0: yeah. w- I would have put the devils in it, and the devils lost four two. Okay, so so because you didn't do that yesterday,
1: you say I mean you at least gave a percentage chance that the casino doesn't end up with that money. Like if you All if right. you would have made the parlay, it's a hundred percent.
2: That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if I would have done it, but good on you.
0: Yeah, you're you're
2: a you're immense.
0: Yeah. Now, now I thought to myself afterwards, because this was some internal reflection, did I do this because it was the right thing to do, because it was not my money, and I would feel bad if somebody took my money and did that, or did I do this expecting something in
2: return? You wanted to win your bets tonight. You thought, this can't hurt.
0: <laughs> like you know, this, I, this, this I, random
2: act of kindness can't hurt exactly. my, my like, karma.
0: So, so was it selfish on my part to actually do this good deed, thinking the universe is going to yeah. give it I back? Mean,
2: there's me. all philosophical Let's just, discussions about altruism. Is it real? Uh, every act has some sort of self motivation, but I think at the very minimum, uh, it was it was good. Let's
1: know? just be real for a second. Let's say you you had you left a fifty dollar bill uh, on the blackjack table. And you walk away from the table, and it's just there. And you think about it an hour later. Mm-hmm. What hmm When you go back to that
0: table, what's your expectation? Uh, 99% it's gone.
2: Yeah. My hope is that someone oh, – oh, yeah, I saw someone pick that up. I'm like, oh, okay, at least I have some like, clarity to what happened. Yeah. Very low.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's good of you, I say, but I <sighs> – I just wish there was some kind of confirmation that the guy got it, because otherwise, you, you just gave fifty more dollars. Like, to would the it have been kinder
2: or more virtuous to take it out and just donate it to some charity? To give know. it to a homeless guy, maybe. So I, don't know, I maybe, actually yeah.
0: tried to withdraw it, and it said you that. You Had to bet it. No, it said like you had to get the person from the counter to oh, withdraw it. Okay. okay, okay. Like I couldn't withdraw the money from the machine.
2: So then you'd have you have implicated someone in your in your. Th- Theft, which you didn't do. So what if no, you, like I was going to like what if you would put your hundred dollars in counter, you know?
0: Oh, okay. What yeah. if you would have put your hundred dollars in uh-huh. the balance goes to one fifty? Yeah, that's what said, I did. But you couldn't cash it out. No, I need. I would need to get somebody to cash it out. That's weird. Yeah. Now here's what I'm thinking about. Also, was this not a virtuous thing at all by me, and was this in fact by design? You know, William Hill gave everybody fifty dollar bonus bets, like on your mobile account. That was your bonus. Were they also <laughs> no? Were they also giving fifty dollar free bets on their mobile kiosks? I doubt that. No, because yeah, you just that walk would, right back up. That would yeah, exactly. That would mean I would walk up, then do it, and turn around, and then come back. All right, so it really was somebody leaving their bet in the in, yeah. in the machine.
1: I'm going to vote, even though I don't think it ended well for the guy who left his fifty bucks behind. You still did the best that you could do. And I'm
0: proud of you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. you. Too. And I'm, you know what? I'm also glad that Carolina covered the first period. They did. And they were down one nothing, And then they scored two quick goals. And they took a 2-1 lead at the end of the first period. And this was a system play in the NHL. Oh, uh, now,
2: boy, we're confusing everyone I know, now. I know, it's not A system. It's not, not called not yeah, not
0: the system. It's just, it's, uh, we're going to have to come up with a clever name for it. Because we talked about this on yesterday's show. Because the, the Maple Leafs the other day were such a a massive favorite that I did the research on minus 400 or greater favorites this year. After the Maple Leafs covered not only winning, but winning the first period and winning, covering the puck line favorites of minus 400 or greater this year in the NHL, not go coming into this hurricanes game, nine and one straight up minus one and a half puck line. Actually, nine and one minus two and a half puck line and nine and one on the first period. The only loss was that first instance it occurred where the Maple Leafs played against Arizona. They were losing after the first period. They lost the game four to two. So I said, let's find out a way to attack this Hurricanes game against the Canadians. And I said, the first period is the best way because the first period minus a half a goal was minus 115. The game line was minus 435 and even the puck line was minus 200. So I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play the uh the minus 115 on the uh, puck line in the first period. Especially when you consider the first period records for both Carolina and Montreal. Like Carolina has outscored opponents 54-33 in the first period and Montreal's been outscored in the first period this year 45-37. So, let's go with the first period Canes 2-1 after the first period. They go on to win the game 6-2. So now let's update the trend. Minus 400 favorites this year in the NHL are now 10-1, not just straight up, but also on the minus a goal and a half puck line, the minus two and a half alternate puck line, and in the first period, 10-1 straight up with 10 straight winners because the only loss... Was that very first instance? That's unreal. So now we have to just keep looking for these minus four hundred favorites and see if we're ever going to get another one of them. I don't know when, but there's got to be an instance. Oh, hey, oh, oh. we might have it on. We might have it on uh, Sat on uh, Saturday. It's a race for Connor Bedard. Teams are looking for this because on Saturday the Maple Leafs at home host the Canadians.
2: Well, didn't the Leafs open at like 4.50 and get bet to 650? six 6.50, yeah. yeah. So maybe bet early if you, if this, if you like this trend. So
0: sense. I'm just thinking we might have the Maple Leafs in the first period against Montreal coming up on Saturday. So we'll figure that out. But uh, that was the play last night. It hit, thankfully, um, elsewhere last night. You look around, and uh, the Blue Jackets upset the Jets. That was surprising. The Bruins just dominated the Predators 5 nothing. Red Wings... They're streaking. And that was another trend that we looked at, McKenzie, right, which was winning streaks. Yeah. And the Red Wings win on the road. Detroit, which is a bad team this year. What are year. they doing? They, they don't want Connor. You know what? They're, they're, maybe they're not so bad. Uh, they've won five straight
2: Hockey games. Town, USA.
0: And this is the trend. Five straight games. This season, teams that have won five or more games and are favored in their next game. So you got a winning streak of five games. And you are a favorite in the next game, thirty-two and sixteen. Not bad. So let's look at the next game for the Red Wings. Is there a chance that they'll be favored? They are at Seattle tomorrow. Didn't Seattle always favorite at home? They will. Detroit will not be a favorite in this game. Although they've won five straight games, maybe the book lines it a certain way. I don't think so. So I don't think it's going to uh, apply. For the Red Wings in this uh, in this stretch, but now let's keep an eye on other teams that could potentially have winning streaks that we're monitoring. St. Louis, they've won three straight games. Vegas has now won four straight games. So let's see what happens for these teams approaching the five game streak. Mark, let's take a look at the games tonight. Penguins at the Islanders, New York, minus 115. Very strange to see the Islanders favored over the Penguins. Although, ever since they got Bo Horvat, this team is just playing better hockey. Uh, Islanders right now, if you look at the standings, they are at 61 points. The Penguins at 63. So, Islanders actually have lost three straight games. Although well, they're scoring, they lose 6-5, they lose 4-3, lose 3-2. What, what do all those games have in common? One-goal games. So this might be a close one-goal game coming up here uh, tonight. Blackhawks at the Senators. Ottawa, minus 250 stars at the Wild. Minnesota, minus 110. Kings at the Ducks. LA, minus 235. The Rangers at the Oilers. Edmonton is minus 125. All right, Mackenzie, help me do this uh, query here, okay? All right. We have a team this season. That is on a winning streak of greater than five. Okay. So.
2: Five or greater, greater than five?
0: Greater than five. The Rangers have won six straight games. Okay. Okay. So winning streak greater than five. That's it? They're an underdog. Okay. Or let's just look in general. Winning streak of greater than five, what have they done in their next game?
2: 24 and 16. That's in general? In
0: general. Now as an underdog, so line is greater than 100.
2: Five and seven, and if you bet every game, because with an underdog, you might be up. You're not up. You're down a half unit.
0: So what that is telling me is that these teams are underdogs for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, Rangers are underdogs at the Oilers tonight. Well, last night in the NBA,
1: boy, this is why we say the NBA expert, Mackenzie Rivers. been a while since you gave out an NBA best bet on the pod.
2: I'm extremely selective this year, and it's been working out.
1: And you said... This is one of my favorite plays of the year, Clippers. Word. Clippers over
0: this at the Suns. He's like, I don't care about home road. Give me them clips. So if you were listening to yesterday's show when McKenzie said, best bet, Clippers plus one and a half, you cashed. And because McKenzie was like, plus
1: point and a half, I don't even need that. They're probably going to win this game by nine points. <laughs> I, I don't remember if the, that's exactly how it went yesterday morning, but it was something along those lines. And turns out Clippers one sixteen, Phoenix one oh seven. What what was what was right for the Clippers last
2: night? My handicap on Tuesday when the Clippers beat the Kings was young, inexperienced team. Chris Paul's gonna be able to dictate pace and he had a few days rest. He's gonna be able to get his shot up. Opposite in all cases for this game. Veteran team, very deep, can expose Chris Paul, is not gonna be is gonna force him to have to score and he's not gonna be able to do it. Five points, two for eight shooting. Uh it was really that simple. Like when he was in the game, they Lost the game by nine. His plus-minus was minus nine. Um, this would be a problem for the Suns if it weren't for the fact that he's not going to have to shoot at all
1: in Anymore. a couple of weeks yeah. with Kevin there. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it was a pretty balanced day for the Clippers. They get 26 from Paul George, uh, 16 from Leonard, uh, 26 from Mann. It was a, a, a good night of scoring. He even got
2: 13 from Eric Gordon. L- Leonard missed his first seven shots, and it was tied at half. I'm like can't ask for much more than that.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's if a if good your sign. If the best player is going
2: to struggle that much and you're and you're right in it, I uh, felt good after that.
1: That is a good sign. Elsewhere, Wizards 114-106 winners over the T-Wolves. The Bucks who are going to be a little short-handed, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, they win 112-100 at Chicago behind 33 points. From Brooke Lopez. Once an all-star, always an all-star. Remember that 2010 list of guys who right. could break the all-time <laughs> yeah. scoring record? Brooke Lopez was on the list. Listen, if, if Brooke Lopez averages 33 points a night for the next 10 years, he could very well make it. <laughs> Just about 10. Yeah, yeah I year. think he'd get there. So, But the Bucks. that's not the uh, the big story with the Bucks. Giannis only plays nine minutes in this game, only has two points, leaves the game with a sprained wrist, looks like – Probably not going to be in the all-star game. Is that what you're gathering?
2: Yeah. I mean, anytime it's close and you have discretion, you don't want to play an all-star game with a bum anything. And uh, there was some movement in the all-star game odds. It was minus 120 for Team LeBron. Now it's minus 150. So uh, I'm not sure how much one player would matter on an all-star game, but uh, also LeBron's won like seven in a row Hmm. uh, all-star games. Well, he
1: wins the big ones.
2: (laughs) 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 Plays well in the all-star game. He gets up for the moment. He entertains everybody. Uh, Bucks, by the way, it's their 12th straight win. Wow. 12th straight
1: for Milwaukee. They are 41 and 17 now. Not too shabby. I guess if you're going to have, you know, if a guy's going to be out for a week, this is the time to do it. Right. It's
2: almost the perfect time to sprain your wrist.
1: Yeah. It's it's not the worst case scenario there for Milwaukee. And they've got Drew Holiday, who McKenzie says is now greater than prime Scottie Pippen.
2: I do. And people will be like, well, I mean, (laughs) just look at, you know, six Hall of Fame. Like, exactly. The fact that you're giving me all these accolades that are voted on, like All Star appearances, is why Drew Holiday is so underrated. His defense. Is as good as Scottie Pippen's at his position. He doesn't guard small forwards, so it's maybe less sexy. But they said uh, they said this on the broadcast: he's the only guy that backs up and, and can get a strip. Like like you know, Deion Sanders could run a four four going backwards. Yeah, like yeah. that's the kind of raw, like ridiculous ability he has on defense, uh, and that's why you know he shuts down a team like uh, the Bulls.
0: Mackenzie, it's All Star Weekend, and uh, they're going to do the draft finally on TV. They're going to televise the draft right before uh, the game. That's cool. And then All Star Saturday Night is obviously what comes up first, and that's what everyone's going to be watching. And you can't you can't bet on this, right? You can, uh, I guess you can bet the three point contest. You can bet the three point
1: contest, yeah. and you can bet Team Giannis or Team LeBron, even though right. Team Giannis might not have Giannis.
2: And they usually have the dunk contest up, but it shows how much it's fallen that they don't even have odds yet for it, and they immediately have three point contest odds.
0: Yeah, well, three point contest has become the bigger event over the years. I we think haven't. So. We the dunk contest was done. It was dead. Uh, and then a couple years ago, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon yep. revived it, and then it died again, and I don't think there's any reviving it now because I'm looking at the list of the NBA Slam Dunk Contest participants. I'm not... This isn't a joke. I'm not, like, trying to pull one over on you guys, or I, I'm not making names up, okay? This is who's in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Mac McClung... Mac McClung was—he started at
1: Georgetown and ended up going to Texas Tech. He was a pretty good college basketball player. He was a really good scorer in college basketball, but he is a six-two white guy. Just so, never, just to put it into perspective, I what the dunk contest field of, looks okay. like—I've never heard of Mac McClung. I—I—I'm I, pretty sure. Let me show you a picture of him, and I want you to think about this guy—the potential that he could win the dunk contest.
2: Is Christian Leitner the only? He looks like Opie. He's like, the, is that the only white guy dunk that does,
0: Is that the guy that does the imitation videos on TikTok? It does look like <laughs> uh, that guy, right? <laughs> that's what it looks like. Uh, all right, okay. There's no way like Fezzik would not know who any of these players are. No, N- not none of the names. I don't even know. Honestly, I only know who two of these players are. One because one of their fathers played in the NBA, and two, <laughs> right. and two because another one is on the Knicks. So that's it. So Mac McClung never heard of him. He's in the dunk contest. Jericho Sims, who's on the Knicks, he's in the dunk contest. It's the only reason why I know him because he's on the Knicks.
2: Probably the best player among these guys is Trey Murphy, who plays 20 minutes a game for the Pelicans.
0: Trey Murphy the third is also in this event, and Kenyon Martin Jr. is in this event. I mean, I would have rather seen Kenyon Martin in this event, but Kenyon
2: Martin. I'd rather watch Kenyon Martin a three on three game. Yeah, did Kenny Christian. Uh, I can't get past it. Did Christian Leitner win the dunk? contest? Yeah, he jumped from the free throw line, and it was actually if you what? Look, if you compare all of the free throw line jumps. I think he was the farthest back. What year was this? That can't be right. <laughs> yeah, uh, what year was it? Are you sure you're not thinking of Brent
0: Barry? Brent Barry won the dunk contest. I, Brent yeah. Barry did win it. If, if Christian Leitner won the Laettner Laettner dunk contest, I'd be, be contest shocked. You're thinking of Brent Barry.
1: You have to be. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think Christian Leitner can jump from the free no, throw no,
0: line. No, no, I'm, I'm hundred percent. He's, I'm 100%, he's the, Brent Barry when the dunk comes. Okay. Yes. There's, it's, it's, it, that's a fact. What, why did McKenzie bring that up? You thinking about white guys that won the dunk
2: contest? Yeah, yeah. he said
0: it was his, his, a white guy who ever won oh,
1: yeah, the dunk Brent contest. And he said, he, well, he said Christian Laettner. No, it's, it's, he meant mu- I must Barry. be thinking
2: of Brent Barry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember well, seeing God. that video. He jumped so far. Imagine yeah.
1: Christian Laettner dunking from the free throw. I'd like, I'd shit my pants if I saw that. <laughs> no, it was, it, was Brent, it
2: was
0: Brent Barry. 100%. Yeah, was. I'm Imagine, know.
1: Imagine if Christian Laettner would have caught that, that football pass against Kentucky and turned hey, yeah. around but and just <laughs> dunked it from like... Space Jam? So like Grant Hill
0: just chucks it up, Laettner catches it. Top of the key. He just turns around and jumps. <laughs> dunk, like Space Champ. His arm, his arm just stretches. <laughs> <Stretching>. <laughs> okay, who's in the three point contest?
2: Yeah, that's the good stuff. Uh, Damian Lillard's the favorite, plus 425. Buddy okay. Hill, plus 425. Mm. Jason Tatum, 5 to 1. Kevin Herter, who's been red hot, plus 550. Tyler Hero, plus 550. Tyrese Halley Burton, 6 to 1. Lori Markin, in 650. Julius Randle, 7 to 1. Now, I haven't done all my work on the three point contest yet. However, I did give out on the NBA podcast, on the B- Dream Preview, Carl Anthony Towns to win it last year at 9-1, to the biggest underdog. And it was a very simple handicap. I'm going to try to look for the same kind of handicap here. Who takes the least energy in their shot? Uh... Because no matter how good of a shooter you are, by the 60th shot in a minute, it's going to be, are you tired? So guys with a lot of hop in their shot. Uh, yeah, the guys that jump are going to get yeah, tired. Yeah, Damian Lillard, Kevin Herter, these guys uh, expend a little bit more energy. Maybe Lowry Markkinen, he's a little bit bigger guy, a little bit stronger, doesn't have as much in his legs to get up those shots. So maybe look at Lori Markkinen, plus 650.
0: Lowry Markkinen is a 41.3% three-point shooter that is 20th best in the NBA. Uh, Buddy Healed is 8th best in the NBA at 42.6%. Who's best this year? The best is Malcolm Brogdon, 45.5%. And then Isaiah Joe. is second. Here's, I'm a big believer
1: in this. There's two guys you can already eliminate from winning this contest. Julius Randle. Three guys you can already (laughs) eliminate from this contest. Julius Randle is one. Dame Lillard and Jason Tatum are the other two. What's your theory there? I think it's – you just don't see the – the premium players typically winning this thing. Makes sense. Like it's Because that's the guys that everybody's going to want to bet on anyway.
2: Like, Buddy Heald's been shooting threes in the three-point contest variety like the last month. Like, that's his thing.
1: Buddy but if I had to pick one guy right now, it'd be Buddy Heald. Uh And, like, the fact that Buddy Heald and Dame Lillard have the same price, that's really enticing to me because Joe Blow, who walks up to the counter, or Freddie Fanny Pack, as RJ would call him, and says, oh, I can bet on somebody to win this three-point <laughs> shooting contest. I, I've seen that guy in them soup
2: commercials. And there are I'll repre- go Damian Lillard. I agree with you. And there are representative examples of the best players winning: Larry Bird, Steph Curry. But there were so much better shooters in the right. competition that that made up
1: for it. Yeah. It, no one looks. At, no one says, Jason Tatum. Now that's a guy who's a great three point shooter. No, all around game. Yeah. Even Dame Lillard, like he's a good shooter. He's like nobody thinks of that. Like Buddy Hield is a three point shooter. Tyler Hero is another guy I'd, I'd consider, a, a guy who has always had a stroke. Even like going back to college, he's hitting these shots. So I, I while I like, Julius Randall's
2: him, not going to win it. Julius That's Randall the one I know. can't win it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I might bet the no if they. I'll, I'll yeah,
1: be. so I'm going to eliminate those three: Lillard, Tatum, Randall. Yeah, I might end up putting hundred bucks on Buddy Heel just to see how it goes.
0: So this is interesting. So Julius Randle's only in this event is because he's a replacement for Blazers guard Anthony Simons, mm. and so the, the league needed a replacement. So they went with Randall. Well, he's smart, plays for the Knicks, big market team, right? He's an All Star reserve. So why don't you why get not? somebody who plays for Salt Lake? Why don't you get another guy <laughs> that plays for the Knicks that's in the All Star game? Jeremy Lin, <laughs> that uh, is shooting at a forty-one percent uh, clip. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. <laughs> you know, that, that probably would have been a better uh, a better shooter for the three point contest. He. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they Brunson asked him. Makes, Brunson makes two point nine triples per game, at a fifty percent clip, uh, since he was snubbed from the All Star team. So that's interesting because you could have made him, yeah, an All Star. You know, be a part of the weekend. So since he was snubbed, this article is like he's been on a mission. But yeah. Uh, he's forty six point six percent since January first, and what did I say was the best in the league? Forty five point five. So since January first, and and what's the, the today's date? February seventeenth. Yeah.
1: Yes, sir.
0: So since January first, Jalen Brunson's been shooting three pointers at the best percentage in the NBA, and they chose Julius Randle. I to, might eliminate another guy to be Mike. in this.
2: What's that? Who's that?
0: I, I might eliminate Laurie Markkinen because he's the hometown guy.
2: He's the hometown oh, okay. hometown guy. So why would you eliminate him because of that?
0: Because the hometown guy never wins. The
2: hometown guy doesn't win the contest. I haven't done the historical research on that. the uh, well, only reason I like it is because, um, like, I like the same reason I like Carl Anthony. Because he's big and it's like yeah. it's not
1: a lot of work for him to throw. It's it He's a set there. shot. Like Buddy Healed is he like he's a small guy. He's got to chuck it. I yeah. get that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I we may have just cut the field in half.
0: So that's, got, how Carl, really, that's how you thats how you make the sausage. Carl Anthony Towns. What I'm, I'm trying to see if anybody has won it in their home uh, thing. So let's see: Towns for in Cleveland, no. Curry in Chicago, healed in Chicago. Joe Harris in Charlotte, no. Booker, no. Eric Gordon, no. Wow, we have to keep going. I'm, I'm down to I'm about I'm in 2012 right now, still looking, boys. We might have to eliminate not healed anything. Here. The, when was the
1: last time there was a wow, two-time remember, winner?
0: Do you remember Jason Capono, 2007, 2008? Back to back, Jason Capono, Remember that? Was he the last one to do it? Was he the last back to back? I believe so. The, yeah. last,
2: the last one. To when, have when's two? the last one to have oh, two? Steph Curry has two. He had twenty, twenty one, yeah. and twenty.
0: So yeah. the best
1: three point shooter in the history of right. time has back has two of them.
0: But, uh, no, Derek Nowitzki won it in Houston. That's not in home city. Uh, I might have to eliminate Buddy Hield because he's already won it once. Jeff Hornacek won it 98 in 98 and 2000. I guess they didn't have it in 99. Oh, strike shortened year. You're right. Or lockout shortened year.
2: I think we can say no hometown three-point shooter in the history of the National Basketball, nope. Basketball Association.
0: Nope. That so has it's never happened. I'm We're eliminating right Randall. How about Lillard. Craig Hodges winning three straight three-point <laughs> contests?
1: We're eliminating Randall, Lillard, Tatum, marketing We've got half the field down. That's down.
2: value. You bet all, all the other four, and you're going you're gonna to win money.
1: You can't lose. <laughs> Well, uh, when we last left you on Thursday morning, we said, sorry, guys, there's no system plays tonight. It was very unfortunate. But the market said, oh, yeah, we'll make a system play. (laughs) So money comes in on the Maryland Terrapins. They become a favorite, and they Smash Purdue 68-54. Mm. This was a game that Purdue was up 3 at the half. Maryland outscores Purdue 43-26 in the second half. So the system rides again, Mac. What is the updated number on
0: the system? It's got to be uh it's got to be like 46 and
2: 23 overall. Uh, yes, 46 and 23, yeah. 67%. Yeah. That's right. That's unbelievable.
1: I mean, it caught a little downslide. Of course, the one that I bet on uh, was a loser. That was <laughs> stupid. That's but, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like I, the first one that I was like, you know what? I'm going to back this play because I liked it anyway. I was like, I'm backing it. And that was the first loser after like nine straight winners. So that's. Did you that...
2: try to use handicapping? No. It's pure no, blind. Like, if,
1: I think that's what it like because every time you guys say what your handicap say in the group text and I say uh, I'm passing good luck guys those win the one time I was like you know what I like this handicap anyway let's roll with it it lost there's something to that or it's, it could just be a you
2: know bad luck of the draw but it,
1: I, I mean I, I guess it could be that I guess uh, elsewhere in college hoops Houston Shocking development. Blows out a bad team. Mm. 80-65. They win at SMU. Here's a bit of a surprise. Florida Atlantic, the number 25 team in the country. They fall on the road to Middle Tennessee. 74-70. That's a hit to Florida Atlantic's at-large hopes. They're Mm. hoping that they didn't even have to win the tournament to get in. Uh, but now that's a that's a, another mark on them. They fall to 14-2 in Conference USA, 24-3 overall. St. Mary's survives, 62-59 at San Diego. Uh, San Diego with a, a a rush in the second half. St. Mary's able to hold them off. Arizona gets revenge after losing at Utah. They dominate the Utes, 88-62 at home. UCLA, 73-64 win over Stanford in a game that was tight until the very end. Back and forth, Stanford had a, uh, a lead at halftime, had a lead late in the second half. UCLA holds on, gets the win. Uh, they are desperately hanging on to a one seed. And Gonzaga.
0: They were up 40 at the half. <laughs> this is. <laughs> you mentioned. That that's they, assault, brother. Yeah, you mentioned, oh, you know they're going to be hungry because they, they were upset by Loyola
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, not a great night for Loyola as they get their doors absolutely blown
0: off by Gonzaga. Who, yeah, forty point the sixty eight twenty eight first half score. That's just embarrassing, I boy. There was a
1: 15-0 run and I think a 13-0 run so when, in the first half. When's Gonzaga's next revenge game? <laughs> That's boy, like you've got to be thinking about that, right? Gonzaga, remember they also lost to St. Mary's. They will get St. Mary's at home on February
0: 25th. Okay, we have to keep it. We have to circle that because it looks like they do okay in revenge spots. I
1: would say so, and they they will. Ken Palm has them as a one point favorite at home in that game. Mm-hmm. I'll just say I won't be on St. Mary's that game. Because if you remember, that's the the St. Mary's game, it went like Gonzaga was winning the whole game. Yes. It goes to overtime and they just they die in overtime. It was 78-70. They were they were an underdog. It was a system play for St. Mary's. Get to overtime and lose. <laughs> and this is like this lets you know, don't ever beat Gonzaga the first time you play him. <laughs> Always wait till the second time you play if you're gonna beat him, because they will just. They will humiliate
0: you if they get that opportunity. Let's talk about Saturday's schedule, and I don't want to skip ahead, but there's no top twenty-five teams in action tonight. So uh, unless we're betting Ivy League basketball, which I am, okay, well, I'm sure you are. And people <laughs> can go to pregame.com and get AJ's picks for that.
1: I actually gave out pin on on the college basketball pod uh, that I did last night with Griffin uh, at pin, the Palestra. Yeah, they're plus they're plus <laughs> two and a half. Uh, hosting Yale, so they're catching points at home. Ooh, what do you think Yale, about num- that, Mac?
2: Number one in the Ivy. What else do we have to do to get some no.
1: respect around here? Yale has been fantastic, but Penn was preseason number one in the Ivy, and Yale was actually expected to fall off. They they had both guards on the All Ivy team last year, both gone. Mm. So Yale's kind of overachieved. Penn's kind of underachieved. Penn's got by far the best player on the floor in Jordan Dingle. And we're catching points at home. The, I'm on. I'm on the Quakers tonight. Does,
0: the Ivy doesn't do a conference tournament, right? They just have a.
1: a they do a conference tournament, but oh, only the do. top four teams make it. So that's something to keep an eye on late in the Ivy play. Is teams get eliminated from even having a chance to play in the conference okay. tournament? Okay. Pretty, like Columbia is already out of the picture. Yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. make the tournament. Do you that, think they
2: kind of fall off once that happens? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, the, is that
0: new? Did they just? It's always them, been that way. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought it was just the regular season winners, just the, thats who goes. I think the
2: COVID I, year they did. I that. I think yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, okay,
0: interesting. Uh, okay, but tomorrow, lots of top twenty-five teams in action. Lots of action. Any lots potential of action for systems. And do we have
2: to look at those plus ones or those pickums and be like, hey, you know, maybe maybe yeah. it's going to turn our way.
0: So let, let, let's let's see any chance for potential systems. The first one I'll ask you is, and you said no, but Tennessee at Kentucky, you don't think Kentucky's going to be a favorite? I don't think Kentucky. Can, if Kentucky's favored, then I,
1: I'll be betting against Kentucky. Like okay. in the system, but there's you almost know what? no way they can be. favored. Okay. they'll be too yeah. far off. Uh,
0: any chance that Iowa State's a favorite at Kansas State?
1: Not on the road. Okay, Didn't happen.
0: Okay. Um, Man, no way Baylor's going to be a favorite at Kansas, right? No,
1: they're probably catching three or four, even though I think Baylor's a better team than Kansas. Okay,
2: Georgia, uh, Alabama. Yeah. No. Now, if this was college football, we'd have a different <laughs> yeah. story here.
1: No, I, I don't see any system possibilities on Saturday. Mm. Fun
2: fact for you guys, Alabama's title odds to win the basketball championship are almost exactly the same to win the football championship, 6-1. to one.
1: Wow.
0: I like Alabama football a lot better than Alabama <laughs> basketball. Crazy when you, well, right, yeah, right? because Alabama football only has to beat like three teams. Yeah. And, uh, and
2: yeah. <laughs> Alabama 6-1 to, to win the
0: a lot more. NCAAs is a terrible bet. That is
1: a terrible bet. No, I, I do not like that one bit.
0: One more game I want to ask you about. Sunday, Purdue at home against Ohio State. Purdue's lost like three straight, right? Or, or two straight now. Is this the bounce back spot at home on Sunday? Uh, I would have to say yes. Ohio state is an absolute
1: corpse right now. They have lost 13 out of their last 14 games. They got beat by 17 last night against Iowa. I mean, now they're going to Purdue who's angry. Uh, I I expect an absolute throttling from Purdue here. And the, 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 the start of that thirteen or fourteen stretch was a two point loss at home to Purdue, seventy one sixty nine, and that was like it's like okay, Ohio State they played them tough. Uh, Ohio State since then, I believe Ohio State has quit on Chris Holtman. Wow, I, I don't think that he. I mean, this team going three and twelve in conference, there's like there's no way it, this shouldn't be happening. I, I don't think anyone has interest in in being there right now, and I think Purdue. Like you said, two straight losses, three out of their last four. They're in need of getting right. And Purdue's only lost one home game all year. That came back January 2nd. Uh, they're, they are a force at home. Big Ten home courts are generally strong. Purdue's is particularly strong. Ohio State right now, I, I'm expecting that line to be 11 or 12 points. Okay. Uh, I, I think they hammer Ohio State.
0: That right, should be a fun weekend. We got hockey. We got college basketball the nba all-star festivities it's going to be a lot of fun and of course the xfl oh, also did you guys see this travis kelsey was announced as the host of saturday night live coming up uh march 4th i believe it is
2: <sighs> i did i immediately thought why not jason kelsey i mean if you've seen any of their podcast he's funny and clever he's, he's not, and not travis kelsey's The goof
0: i gotta you know? believe that jason kelsey will make an appearance like oh, yeah. here here's what if i'm writing for SNL and i shouldn't be doing this because i have given out a sketch idea on the radio and so, it was on SNL so i definitely think that at the time some
2: great idea was by the way really terrific commercial somebody was idea. listening
0: this is i've told this story before but i was on the radio in new york city ESPN New York 98.7 FM and i was hosting a show i talked about how i always saw these christmas commercials with the people buying the cars <laughs> And I said, who gets their wife or girlfriend, like, a car for Christmas? And there's no reaction. Like, don't you think the wife would be like, are you Are you kidding me? You bought a car without telling me? Yeah. So You haven't worked in four months. Fast fast forward, like, 11 months later, and it was on Saturday Night Live. Mm. Like, they did that sketch. And I said, somebody was listening to me on the radio last year and had this what in their What time of day was it that you were on the radio? Uh, it was, like, a weekend. I don't know.
2: During the turn of the day. Okay, who knows? Well, if it was if it was a Saturday night, then I don't think they were listening. Well, that's <laughs> their bedroom. But a live but, show. But listen,
0: <laughs> if you are an SNL writer and you are uh, listening to this podcast, sup? Um, <laughs> here's what I think they should do. Maybe it's part of the monologue. You have Travis Kelsey out there doing his whole thing. I would say they have a someone doing a Patrick Mahomes impression. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah, you know, a lot of fun. You know, whatever. Not the best impression. Not right? the best. But maybe making fun of Patrick Mahomes being drunk at the parade so you can yeah. have drunk Patrick Mahomes. As is the greatest. Can you, can you <laughs> just, first of all, people listen to this. I'm standing up now. Because this is act, This is what the monologue is going to be. Travis Kelsey's there. You have someone playing a drunk Patrick Mahomes that comes out on stage. Okay? He pushes him away. Then... Kelsey says something about what it meant for him to play against his brother, and it was bittersweet and all that stuff. And who does he welcome on stage? Pete Davidson (laughs) as Jason Kelsey. Mama Kelsey.
2: Okay, okay, a little twist there.
0: Mama Kelsey on stage. Not what I saw coming. Jason Kelsey coming up. Kelsey three-way hug. Stick around. We got a great show. Casey Musgraves is here. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, Casey Musgraves, a musical guest. That's good. Is that yeah? I guess, is that her name? No, Wait. no, no. I'm sorry. Wrong. It's the other country. That's like Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, I don't
1: know her. Casey, and gentlemen,
2: the weekend.
0: <laughs> that's
1: it. It's a nice. Uh, it, w- that was convenient, certainly. I am I the only one? Uh, you guys tell me if I'm being like old man on the lawn here. All right. I don't like Travis Kelsey. Like he's, I I think he's a great football player. I really enjoy him as a football player. That's what I'm saying. I find him as an he's an unlikable. That podcast they
2: do is fine because Jason Kelsey's so good at what he does. Travis Kelsey's just there. He's not entertaining. He doesn't say interesting things. I mean, after the Super Bowl, he rubbed everybody the wrong way, just making up stuff about no one believed in him. Yeah, I don't like Jason Kelsey. Like there was some doubt about the Chiefs. They made it seem like they were underdogs to make the playoffs. 'er Narrow y'all. Narrow one. one Yeah, not. Who's yeah, the, not my fave. Who's the best athletes to host SNL? Uh, Michael Jordan was pretty good. He's pretty funny.
0: Jordan was good because he did that Stuart smiley. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm good enough. I'm strong Classy. enough. Oh, and, and Peyton. And gosh, Jordan. People was good. like me. Remember <laughs> with Peyton, the
1: one where he, like the, the, he was yelling at the kids. I don't remember that. When he was like coaching the the kids, and he was like just he was. Berating all the children—that uh, was like a hilarious
2: skit.
0: Yeah, well, Peyton Manning's
2: good. Pay Manning's no. perfect for that.
0: Do you remember when Eli Manning hosted? No, and they did the court—they did the court case where he had to read his texts, and it was like, "You up? You up? You up?" Yeah, and it was like, and then it's like, then you sent this tongue out, wink. What is that? And Eli did like you know he did the face to describe that, that was the a pretty emoji good one. that I he that So Eli was good. I mean, listen, the Mannings are just – they're funny. They're good. They're good people. That's why that Manning cast is worth watching. Um, I don't even – I know LeBron hosted, but I can't remember it enough to even –
1: Jeter's done it before. Uh,
0: The Rock has done it. Yeah, Jeter was great when. The uh, Rock
2: and athlete? I mean, I guess so. He's definitely athletic.
0: So I remember the Jeter sketch where he played – it was the Yankee Wives and Girlfriends – and it was Jeter dressed in in drag, and and uh, they went and like like they were watching a Yankee game, and someone made a comment. They're like, "Ooh, I love that shortstop, Derek Jeter." And he goes, "Man, he looks like he looks like uh, is somebody like like uh the Rock had sex with a Muppet." <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a great sketch, and I don't know, that the, I don't, I only remember one
1: sketch from when Tom Brady did it. But it was like the, uh, it was like a PSA basically on sexual harassment at work. And it was like the way to approach female co workers, the way not to. And at first it would show Fred Armisen walk up to a female co worker and say something and be like, that's inappropriate. Then Tom Brady would come up and say the exact same thing, but because he was (laughs) handsome, they're like, this is how you do (laughs)
0: it.
1: But yeah, he like, uh, he grabbed uh, Amy Poehler's tit. I don't know if I should say tit on our podcast, but there you go. Uh, and then, like, he walks up to Tina Fey and he wasn't wearing pants, and it's like, oh, that's okay because he's Tom Brady. Like, I don't know. It was, it was I. It's a memorable sketch for me. I don't remember anything else that he did, but that one and the Peyton Manning, like, uh, it was a United Way like knockoff commercial that was was really funny.
0: Well, we'll see how Travis Kelsey does. Uh, get your head out of
1: your ass! Yeah,
0: We'll see how <laughs> Kelsey does. He is going to be hosting on March 4th. Uh, so we'll check that. And, yes, it's Kelsey Ballerini, not Casey Musgraves. I got my country stars mixed so up. So Travis
1: Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey Kelsey.
0: And on that note, uh, we'll say goodbye. If you want to go to FreeGame.com <laughs> and get yourself a daily best bet package, all-star weekend in the NBA, college basketball, systems hot. I know it got cold earlier in the week, and people started doubting the system, but the system bounced back in a big way towards the end of the week. NHL still going strong. Lots, and the XFL this weekend, so lots to uh, digest over at pregame.com. And if you purchase anything, take 20% off on me, because I'm in a giving mood. You know, I gave that $50 back that was left that was in the machine. Nice that was you. So now I'm going to give 20% off to all of our listeners. Use the promo code SCOTT20. That'll get you 20% off anything you'd like at freegame.com. Have a great, safe, profitable weekend. From Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.